Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Thriving Mosaic. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And today I thought it would be fun to invite my husband to join me on this particular topic because it's very important. It's very important to me. And I think that the two of us together can cover this really well. So, everyone, my husband, Cliff. Hello, everybody. A friend of mine asked me many, many months ago if I would cover a topic, and it's something that's very important to me, this topic, but the reason that I have put it off is because I really wanted to be, I really wanted to put thought into it. And so the question that my friend asked is, what does it mean to be authentic? And for me, my first thought is, well, well, that's just easy. That's just be who you are. And then I'm thinking, and, and this is where, where I really wanted to, to take a moment and, and pull that together. What does that mean? And how do you find out who you really are? And so that's what I've spent months working on and, and coming up with to bring. I didn't just want to tell you what authentic means to me. I want to help you find your authentic self as well. Who were you created to be? So maybe it's a little bit deeper than just what does it mean to be authentic? Okay, I looked up the definition of authentic. That was the first place I started. And um, the definition of authentic is undisputed origin, genuine. And I love the, I love the, for genuine. I mean, that is pretty, that is pretty self-explanatory, right? Yeah, I think that genuine just says, you know what, I'm not pretending. I'm not pretending. I'm not trying to be something that I, that I'm not, I'm not lying to you. Right. I'm, I'm telling you the truth. This is honest. This is genuine. This is, this is this is authentic. This is authentic. It may not be pretty. It may not be what you want, but it's but real. But it's what you get. It's real. That's what I tell my kids. You get what you get and you don't throw a fit. Although they're very good at throwing a fit. So there, there's that too. But, and, 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 that's how, and that's how I live my life. I live a very genuine, authentic life. Now, I didn't always because I didn't know what being authentic meant. And I didn't know, I didn't yet know who I truly was. Well, when I asked you before we, we sat down here and I, I said, what does it mean to be authentic? And the first thing that came out of your mouth was being true. Being true to myself always. And so the first question is, is like, well, how do you do this? How do you do this? I mean, do, you have to s- discover who you truly are. What is your true identity? In 2012, in my list of goals for the year, one of my goals was I really wanted to stop hearing who everyone else said Stephanie was and start hearing who God said Stephanie was. Stephanie is, because clearly I'm not past tense. <laughs> And, and that was my goal and my prayer for the year. And through that year, I got the words, mosaic, that I am this piece of artwork that he has molded together. Some of my pieces are dark and cloudy. 
Some of my pieces are bright and colorful. The light can shine through some of them, but reflects off of others. There are dark places inside of me, and that's okay. I am this piece of art that he has molded and crafted together, and and I'm not finished. And I love that mosaic. The, I love the illustration of the mosaic because the mosaic can be made up of many different materials. Mm-hmm. Uh, I the ones that stand out to my mind, especially, are like broken shards of glass. That I mean, if if you just look at a pile of different glass that's been broken laying on the ground, it's it's not a pretty thing. Uh, and not to mention the fact that sharp edges could hurt you. I mean, it, I mean it, and that's the reality of our lives. There are parts of us that are just broken and left just unattended. It, it, this this pile of brokenness can hurt a lot of people, including yourself, right? They can. And they can keep. I mean, they keep poking at you, and they they keep scratching at you. And sometimes you'll feel like this was my personal experience. Was that there were times that I I thought that I had had healing over one area of my life. But really, I just through through 2012, which really one day I'll have to do a podcast and just talk about what that year meant to me. Um, but through 2012, I learned that that wound was not healed. It was just scabbed over. And every time you poked it, more, more pus, more crap just kept spewing out. And it's healed now. <laughs> I'm good. But... But it took a long time. It took a really long time. And so it was, I am like a pile of broken glass or, you know, um, sharp stones that you you can pick up along a shoreline. Um, I am all of these pieces of experiences through my life, good and bad, that make up who I am. But then God, being the artist, says, I think, them. I think I can turn this into a beautiful Something mosaic. Beautiful. And, and that is what I have allowed him to do. And in that, I have found freedom to be who he created me to be. So I have a question for you. Um, obviously, you're saying that for you, what does it mean to be authentic? It's being true to yourself always. And it's being that, it, and, and the question is, well, well, wait a second. You're saying that you haven't always been this way. Uh, and if you're not being your true self, then you're being your fake self or your false self. So there's this false identity. And I mean, I think that, I think it's adequate to say that's a good description of, of what life is like before you, before And it wasn't Absolutely. intentional. I, I, I don't think that anybody prior to you finding this healing where you 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 came through all of this and you really discovered your true identity. I think prior to that, I don't think anybody would have said Stephanie Ravenscraft is so inauthentic. Right. But there's something that is more authentic about you today than before. So what's the difference? So, so I think the difference would be I stopped hiding my pain. And if, if you listen to... Um, to a previous episode of, of I, I record a podcast with my best friend, Authentic Life Radio. And we recorded an episode a few weeks ago where I said, um, I don't hide my ugly. I stopped hiding my ugly. I am comfortable in sharing my shortcomings. I'm comfortable sharing my failures because I'm not perfect. I'm, I'm still a work in progress, but... 
but I have learned that that through sharing not just my successes and not just my winnings, but but also sharing my low points, that people can people can draw hope from that and and people can relate to that. Whereas before, prior to 2012, I hid my pain. And I hit there's there's a lyric um by by Zach Brown band that references um a clown putting on a face and and I think about that you know I I'm very comfortable going out in public with no makeup on something that I would not have done years ago I'm I'm comfortable in my own skin because I'm comfortable with who I am so the thing is is that prior to you finding this freedom I, again, I still don't think anybody would have said that. I, I think that even back then you were more authentic and genuine, but but there, you're you're saying that there was a time in your life where you hid the pain, you you masked it or you held it back. And it's like, listen, this I, it, almost as though you were pretending to yourself that it doesn't exist. And I think that that's the exact right words. I don't think people would ever look back and say that I was fake at any point in my life. Right. Because that, that's what but I'm that seeing. But that doesn't take away the fact that I didn't feel fake. Gotcha. I didn't feel like I was... There are a lot of moments where I can look back on experiences and, and meeting people in my life and felt like I was putting on a front. And I was wearing a mask... To the rest of the world. And that leads us to what we were talking, because Stephanie and I were sitting down outlining some things that might come up in this conversation. And so if there is this false identity, you know, that some of us have this fake ID, if you will, of who we are, or and, it, and it's not really truly us. But I, I'm like, what is the cause of this? And you said it's the expectations of others, right? Trying Hands to, down. Trying to live up to trying the expectations. Trying to live up to the expectations of others. Trying to... Um, what are those expectations? The expectations to be the perfect daughter, to be the perfect wife, to be the perfect mom. I have to be a holy Christian. And let me tell you people, holiness is not for this life. <laughs> you can strive for it. I will be fully holy when I am in heaven. What, uh, we could go into a conversation about that. Which we're not going to do here. That's uh, oh. for a whole nother show. Okay. I just think complete holiness yeah, well, is not meant for this side of heaven. Okay. I, w- I would agree with you there. I, it's, the, none of us are going to be perfect. Right. Uh, although there are, there are times in our lives where we can set apart and say, hey, you know what? Let's... let's any, but yeah, well, that's another that's conversation. For, that's for a time. whole nother show. Um, but the perfect wife, the perfect daughter, the perfect mom, the holy Christian, I have to have the perfect body and, and weigh the, the, you know, weigh the right weight and have the right BMI and these expectations that we are drowning under. Well, and you said the expectations of others. Well, who are... Who, Who's putting these expectations on you? Some of them we, we put on ourselves because we are feel the, be, feel the need to please. Well, to okay? please others. To please others. Yeah, well, and those I, are our parents, our spouses, our kids, 
um, our friends, our church family, you can't see me using air quotes, but I'm, I'm using them, um, TV and, and movies and society, and they all say that we have to be these certain things, but no, you don't. You just have to be yourself. Well, they, because we are all created with a uniqueness and with our own God-given abilities to reach and touch the world as he would have us do. And I, I think it's important to point out that our parents and our spouses and our friends and our society and, and all the, and even some of these church family members, it's not like they're bad people because they no. have expectation. I think we get together no. and we agree that, hey, I think life would be better if we could all agree that these are, are some standards to live by. I mean, I, hold on, because think about this. I mean, even you, we're parents, we, right? We have some ideas of, of what might be acceptable behavior for our children's benefit, Right. Mm-hmm. So there are some expectations that we have. And yes, we, Stephanie and I, were very much all for raising our children in an environment of freedom. But come on, seriously, we still have some expectations. There are some limitations of what we hope that they will live up to as parents. Would you agree with that? I would almost... Maybe. I don't know if agree is the word I would use. <laughs> See, it, it, it's weird because I, it's it, it's almost because here's I, what's happened to, to me in the past. I'm not going to say here's what's happened to us because I, I can't speak for you and I can't speak for anyone else. But there have been times in my past where I felt like if I didn't live up to this expectation, I wouldn't receive love or love would be withheld from me. Matter of fact, I remember in the quote unquote church family, I, I remember people telling me that when you were when you would sin against God, God would then turn his face because he couldn't look upon you and and that your relationship was broken with him until you repented and asked for forgiveness. And then he would you would then be in right really I mean, this is exactly what I was taught I word for that. word. I, and I, I completely that. disagree with it today. But I still believe that there are some expectations, but it's it's like, can you have expectations without, without, but yet they're not, reco- those expectations of what might be good and what might be a decent standard to live by and, and, and even what's acceptable here in these certain circumstances. But hey, even if you fail to live up to these expectations, I still love you unconditionally. So I'm wondering if it's, if there, if it, if it's this conditional love met with expectations, that is the real problem, or is it just the expectations overall? I'm trying to think in regards to my own parenting because I love you, but we parent differently. We do, and I think that we, hmm, I think that I now parent in a way and have for quite some time parent in a way that grows character and grows character and shows my kids how to be a good human being without placing expectations on them. Gotcha. I don't expect them to, 
you know, get certain grades or or grow up and have a certain career or even go to college. See, I and I, but I, have I would love standards to s- for for the human being that you are when you leave this house. Yeah. See, for me, I'm thinking it's like, well, even I, I have some expectations. Like, number one, I don't want you to lie to me. And I and my expectation for my children is I really have a hard time accepting you lying to anyone else, even if it's to save their feelings. I, I'd rather you just be honest or just bite your tongue, but right. don't lie. Right. You know? And so, I di- yes, so I know. I, so I have some expectations, but... I know for the fact, I mean, there. I don't know a person today that doesn't occasionally tell a lie for whatever reason, you know, but the reality is, is like, I'm, I'm not the parent today that is going to withhold my love from you if I've caught you in a lie. Does that make sense? Whereas I, I believe I used to be that parent. I used I mean, to be the be, one. There will be consequences. Right. To your actions. But, but that consequence shouldn't be withholding my love from you. Okay. And see, and I guess that those are just, those are, those are more, in my mind, in my mind, that that's more of a standard of, of who you are in your character, who you are as a person, and then an expectation. An expectation is something that you didn't ask for and can change the definition of who you believe you are because you're not able to live up to it. What well, or I don't think an expectation is an so expectation maybe, based upon whether or not it's it's realistic or not. I, an expectation okay. is an expectation. Okay. But but I but still the thing is is expectations do I mean it's living up to the expectations of others. And and maybe because reality- I don't right now live up to the expectation of others that I just don't use that word. Don't have expectations of me because I won't meet them. I will meet my own expectations every time. <laughs> it's just, there you go. It's it it's just that um it's just that simple to me. I now. Get, yeah, I get that. And so, and the thing is is that um I don't know where I was going with that. The 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 the, the reality is is what I think t- to determine for yourself based upon what uh, l- l- thinks about think about this. Okay, here's the expectations of what my parents would want. You know, one one thing I know that my parents would want right now is my mom would probably like me to make a phone call to her every single day and and see how she is and and all these other things, right? And my spouse, my spouse would love for me to make sure that you know, not that you expect this, but you would love. You would love it if I did the dishes every single day without fail. Well, I or, would because you promised it. Okay. So you made it an expectation until you stopped. And then I, I no okay. longer hold you to that expectation. All right. But I would and love for you to do that. And your friends would always love for you to to do the things that they would hope that you would want to do with them. Right. And it's like <laughs> it, you have these expectations. But the question is, is it, which it, ones are tied to? Conditional which, love which, is that which one? Yeah, which of these are going? Are you going to lose that relationship? Are you? Are then it's not a relationship well, we're having. The, the question is: is do I? Do I? Me personally, who I am? Do I want to adopt? Am I intentionally choosing to adopt the expectation that you have? So this expectation to put on makeup whenever I go out and is that what I want? You no. know, 
Uh, well then do you know how much money i save on cosmetics because i only wear makeup like twice a week there you go so but but this this expectation of not lying to others is this an expectation you know what that's an expectation i think i'm going to adopt and hold for myself so i think that sometimes what we need to do is we need to determine what so what you're calling expectations i would call qualities okay like i don't know that does that make sense i don't even know if that's the right word but I understand core what values. you're saying. Yeah. Core values is, I think, the what core values to me is a positive thing. Expectations. Well, I don't know. See, to, the thing is, some, some, so that is, someone in I my know, church family has core values that they're expecting me to live by. But guess what? Are they I'm, realistic? Or And are they important to or, you? Or are they my core values? Am I, I? The question is, Is do I have the freedom to choose not to adopt you your expectations you or do. core values? You do. And so I think what causes a false identity is when you have adopted someone else's core values or their expectations, but you're actually not doing it because this is actually who you are and who you feel you should be in the world. But I think the false identity becomes when you are living your life according to someone else's values or expectations in hopes that you won't lose their love or admiration. Does that make sense? It makes sense. That's it, where it makes I'm sense. coming from. And I, un- I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I, I, I honestly do. So what you're saying are, are the expectations of others that, you're, that you've adopted into yourself are good things. I have to really take a minute and process that because as soon as you say expectation of others, I take that negatively. Right. So The question is, is the, the expectations that I have of myself do I have them because I do you, chose do I that this is who I am? I believe this is who I am because this is how I believe that I should live to to live my life to the fullest. And and is this what I truly believe? Or do I just do this because it's what I've always done? Because it's what was taught to me? Because it's what so-and-so expects to happen? And this is how I could avoid pain of punishment of others? Yeah, and and so that so I yeah I think I I think you and I are actually I saying think we're this, saying the same thing we're saying the we're same just thing using different language yeah yeah I'm a lot more simple than you that's fine <laughs> I it's it's just like I first of all I think that expectations it, one of my one of the affirmations that I have is that um and and I heard it from Tony Robbins who interviewed somebody who says man how did you achieve such success he goes he goes it's simple. I always expect more than for, I always expect more from myself than anyone else could ever expect from me. You know, I live up to my own expectations and my expectations are high. There's no expectation you could have from for me to in this area than than the than what I have for myself. So I don't worry about I don't worry about anybody else's expectations because all I care about are my, are my own. It's mm-hmm. it's a, it's a Great quote. But but I do think that so is so if we think about what does it mean to be authentic, we have to we, we have to and I I love your definition. It's being true to myself always. Always. But the thing is is I think some of us we believe that we're being true to ourselves. But we I I think some of us are and and I still wonder how much of what I do today I'm still tr- wondering how much I still do today based upon the core values that I've adopted through my 45 years on this earth. I, w- I still wonder 
how many of those core values that cause me to dr- to be driven to do the things that I do? Because you know me, I'm a driven person. You are. And I wonder how much of that drive is from my true, authentic, God-given identity and how much of this is from my parents, my, my spouse, my friends, my society, culture, television. I, I, there, I think that... Because if I think about it, there are some things that I do today that just don't seem right all the time, but I still feel compelled to do them. (laughs) Um, Is it written somewhere that when you say the word compelled, it has to be compelled? I think that, I think it's- Is that written somewhere? I think so. so. The the emphasis has to be on the second syllable. Um, You can't say compelled. I just did. It worked fine. (laughs) It's compelled. (laughs) Now I forgot what I was going to (laughs) say. I expect you to come up with it right now. (laughs) Uh, Again, ask me if I really care. (laughs) (sighs) Okay, so... So you were saying, hold on, you you said that you still do things that you wonder if they were right, if they're right, but you still feel compelled to do them. Yeah, like work, like sometimes I feel like I work, 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 and I'm like, I can't take a break right now. I can't go spend time with the family right now because this project isn't complete. And if I drop this project, I will have failed to live up to the expectation I've set for myself for being a completionist and and if I stop this, it's being irresponsible. And, and, and I'm wondering if some of that isn't a core value that I picked up somewhere else. It, it's like, it could. It's kind of like you subconsciously, it's like you never, never leave food on your table or on your plate. Do you know how many? Oh, like, dude, I stop when I'm full. Well, the thing is, is I was taught <laughs> that you never portions. leave food. It's, I know. And, and you, it's, it's just, you wonder how much subconsciously you pick up from it. So am I, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm a very authentic and very transparent person. I think you are. But I still wonder if I've, I, here's what I, I guess what I'm saying is for me, I think I'm still learning who my true authentic self is. That's fair. I'm in the process of discovery. And I feel like, I feel like when you can also be growing and changing yeah. along the way. I mean, you're not supposed to stay the same person that you were when you were 18. You know what? God forbid. <laughs> you want to know what somebody told me? Uh, I heard somebody say years ago, it's like, man, I, I hope somebody said, man, the reason why I don't want to start making more money is because I'm afraid I will change because I've seen other people who all of a sudden they start making more money and it changes them. And They've allowed it to change. They, well, and the thing is, is the assumption is that that change is always bad. Now, the thing is, is what happens. And and, and it's, by the way, are there instances and circumstances? Do we can we all point to somebody who's made more money and it changed them? And from all, I think, a, is it possible that a majority of people would say, "Yeah, that's not the greatest change in the world." This person became more greedy, for example, more. But I haven't seen that. Now, what I have seen, though, from my perspective, it are people who all of a sudden started, they, they stepped out of the way of doing things normally, the, the way things are normally done in life. And as a result of that, they've made, they've made 10 times the amount of income they used to make before. And today, that person speaks differently, thinks differently, 
acts differently and in such a way that people who are still living the old way feel like they they don't have a common language. It's, it, it's kind of their relationship isn't what it used to be. And this person's like, you know, it's not this person judges the people who are still living the old way or or maybe they do. I don't know. But but it certainly seems like all oh my oh my gosh I never want to be this because that person has changed. Well, this person maybe just has different priorities today than they had before, and and yet their your priorities do change. And your priorities do change. And but is that change bad? And not always. Not always. But but anyway, I just I just wonder how you know this all plays in it because it's the expectation of your friends. It's like there how many people out there are saying, "You well, I don't want to do this because I never want to become that guy." When in reality, what's wrong I, with that guy? I'm sure that guy has other friends. Yeah, well, just the, not the same. Friends come in seasons. Yeah, and that guy up there is in a different season. Yeah, but he used to. It's, but he used he used to spend twenty thirty hours a week with me. But now I'm lucky if I could have lunch with him once a month. You know, all of a sudden he's too good for me. You know, that see, that's that's what I see people saying. It's just like, but this person has decided to to go after something that that requires more time. And and but the thing is, is it's just weird how people's expectations change. And it's like all of a sudden this person has changed a little bit. And, and it, well, actually has changed a lot. Well, and just because <laughs> they changed radically a lot changed. doesn't mean he still has to or ever had to live up to that person's expectations. The other person's expectations. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't live I know up you. to the expectations of, of my friends, of my spouse. <laughs> Lord knows I fall him short all the time. Um, I, I think he might be coming around after six years to not having any expectations of me because he knows they're probably not going to be met. I, I, okay, so I wonder, is it possible? I, I know that we shouldn't live our lives according to the expectations of others. I, that, I, but, but yet the thing is, is I think we all have some expectations. I think I your I think it's the episode before this one where you talked about the fact that we you know we shouldn't have unspoken expectations. Mm-hmm. You have expectations of me. <laughs> Yesterday you expected me to make sure that I was going to have the time to go and do a family uh photo which that and you communicated it was a spoken expectation okay. one that I understood. So spoken expectations within a re- th- that that is not holding you to something that is negative. I, um, I was, I was also expected to, I know, to and make so an appearance I'm, and to do this. And so, so you live then, up to some expectations as well. But it, the question is, is you get to choose what expectations you live up to, okay. and you choose to say, you know what, I realize this is an expectation of someone else, and I realize my decision to not live up to that expectation may offend them. It may hurt them, but this is my choice and I'm not living my life according to their expectation. And I'm not going to let their miserable emotional state impact my own ability to have a beautiful, glorious, abundant day today. Right. Does that make sense? It does. And I did have, well, I had a migraine. I I had like 
the, the, the feelings of a migraine yesterday, but I did have a beautiful, glorious day, even though we were outside taking pictures in the rain. I, I, you know, the funny was, thing is, is I had a great day. You know, I was really I had, shocked at I how- love, I love, so um, as we were leaving, okay, so we had um, a family photo yesterday with my parents and my siblings, their spouses and, and their children, which is about- 33 people 33,000 people it was something it was, like it was that a it was a people. lot of people and and like 98% of them were under the age of four I have no idea how this happens <laughs> I know because our youngest kid is 13 so <laughs> I'm just kidding no I, I lots of little kids I with said, Fisher Price it was really only one Fisher Price toy but come on seriously who you know makes the, these things that make these noises Fisher Price and the problem is that that did not come from one of my siblings. My parents actually own that toy. Oh my goodness! What are they thinking? Anyway, I, I think I'm going to hide it and slide it underneath the the couch the next time we're all together. There we go. Yeah, it, it was this plastic jackhammer. <laughs> and let me tell you where I wanted to put the jackhammer. It was not nice. I wanted to flush it. It was bad. So we anyway, were over there. So we're over at my parents' house. There's about 33 people, and um, to to get a photo done now. I understand that the expectation of that day coming together was because our daughter was in town mm-hmm. and she no longer lives here. So we had to plan around her schedule. That's why it had to happen that day. And we all get together. We're all there. We have a great, we had a great day. I had a great day. And um, I only snapped at one sibling and that's because he snapped first and I responded and... <laughs> That is a good day. <laughs> that's a good day. That, for that's 70. a good day for me. But um, so as we're leaving, you say to my dad and and one of my brothers, I had a great time, you know, and and then you head out the door. And my brother I'm saying goodbye to my brother, and he says, Your husband is a really terrible liar. And I said, Why? What did he say? He said, He had a great day. And I'm like, just because, you know, every time we get together, you're miserable, doesn't mean that the rest of us are. I thought, you know, I, I had a good day. That, you know, and that's the thing is, is I did it, have a good it, day. It's how you, it's, I, it's your outlook on life. Right. It's, and so I, I knew that there was an expectation to, for me to be there that day. The great news is that this was an, ex, it, it was a spoken expectation. So spoken. I knew about it plenty of time in advance. And I created it on my calendar and I invited you as a guest. So you got an email that it was happening and you. Yes. Just, yeah. And, and I loved it because I had this calendar invite. It's like, are you going? Yes, maybe or no. And I'm like. <laughs> Obviously, the answer to that question is yes, because that's an expectation that I'm choosing to intentionally say, yes, I will be there. So the thing is, is I, I, I knew that expectation was there. And it's like, okay, I'm going to be here. I've agreed to be here. I Why might be as w- w- I'm going to choose to have a great day. And right. it's like, I don't care if it's misting and raining or whatever. And, you know, I, I actually, I did. I had a good time. I, it's like I, the tractor wouldn't start. So your another one of your brothers goes and I'm helping pull the trailer out. I'm just like, I'm having a good, and my hands got all dirty yep. and everything. And We're I'm covered like, in mud. We're <laughs> it's like, it's going to be great. I, you know what? I'm having a good time. Yes. We were. I, I was having a good time. And it's we, like, we had that's the way life should be. Yes. And and by the way, I say this, but I don't always I don't always successfully navigate my my agree my expectations of others when they're not li- living up according to what I would prefer to do anyway. So there are times when 
I would agree to do something because there's an expectation that I would do it. And I'm like, okay, I'm a, I, now the thing is, is I'm choosing to live up to this expectation, but I'm not happy about it. <laughs> and unfortunately, I I've fail mis- <laughs> I fail miserably sometimes. But you know what? In my in my misery that I bring, in my bad attitude, I'm still being authentic. <laughs> yep. I'm here. We have <laughs> But you now know I don't want to. <laughs> we had this holiday obligation for for years. Well, for every year of our marriage, we had this holiday obligation. And as we added children and and it, it got more difficult and um it was just not an enjoyable time, but it was an expectation, and and it was it, and it was not even just. A, I, I think there is a there is a fine line between expectation and obligation and obligation. And it there, I think that there's a time in in the last twenty years that it turned from an expectation to an obligation, and we we kept that obligation. If anyone who's been listening to us for a very long time might remember the Ravens cranks. That's usually the day that they made an appearance, and I think didn't we record something we, in the we, car one day? We, yes, like, we did an episode. I think the episode of Family from the Heart it was titled uh, "Christmas with the Ravens Cranks" or something I think like that. So, so it was, but but we had this we had this expectation, and it got so stressful for our family that finally one year, as we get in the car to leave, I turned to Cliff and I said, I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. If you choose to fulfill your obligation, or if you choose to fulfill our obligation on your own, that's on you. Yeah. But I am no longer putting myself and my children through this. So pretty much she's like, listen, if you want to go next year, you're going by yourself. And I'm like, ouch. (laughs) I'm I'm done. It became more painful and more stressful for our family to continue to do that than it was to say it's done. It's over. It's for the betterment of our emotional health. We have to move on. Yeah. It 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 was it was a it it had slow. It had eroded to a toxic environment. So sometimes. And it, Even it was spoken hurt. expectations have run their course and can come to an end. Yeah, and and that was one where I clearly made it a spoke, spoken expectation over the years that hey, this is one thing I feel obligated to do, and and I I my expectation is that you guys will fu- help me fulfill this obligation that I'm not alone. And please you, be miserable with me. Please, yes. Misery loves Misery company. Misery loves company. Come on, seriously. Come on, take one for the family. <laughs> Hold on. Five miserable Ravens crafts <laughs> are not people you want to spend time with. Not especially five miserable, authentic Ravens crafts. <laughs> Have you let- met our youngest daughter? <laughs> and it becomes clear to everyone else present that these five people probably don't yeah. want to be here right now. Oh my gosh! It, this yes, this. So is you bringing... live and you you live and you learn. Yes, I mean, th- and... this was clearly a learning experience for us. So even spoken expectations can then run to a court. And so when I say be true to myself, um, I still have expectations. I still have obligations in my life that um, that I do choose to fulfill. But I no longer put myself in situations that are unhealthy for my emotional health. I- I would I would say that 
you are significantly, consistently decreasing the number of circumstances. Not that you never... Not that I never. Because there's, I mean, there are still... Well, I mean, I'm not, I'm not in control of... Um, I don't know what you're talking about specifically. Well, you I'm can just tell saying me that things when that, we're done, but... Things that could but, still you know, come up. People, I, all of a sudden, that close family members, all of a sudden, if they're in the hospital, chances are you might go and, and, and it will be an environment that is highly stressful, that you know is going to be stressful. People are going to have expectations and and you may even find yourself saying you you know what if you guys aren't going to do it I'll do it and you know what I'm saying that I do I see some potential still there it's not like you'll never allow yourself to be in that situation I will but you'll own it more than I you ever have more. in the past yeah. you'll own the fact that you know what I'm choosing this whereas before you would have probably says why do I have to do this right right uh, yes no I, absolutely and I would s- agree with that th- that I'm choosing this. And one thing that in in my in in my goal to live an authentic life, to live a transparent life, I own my actions. I own my choices, I own my words, and I own my reactions because those are the only things that I have control over. I don't have control over what people think about what you. What people think about me. I trust that God will um, will protect my reputation. I don't have control over what people say to me, but I do have control over how I respond to them. I don't have control over the actions that others take, but I have control over how I react. My brother snapped at me. I snapped back. That was my choice. And I own that. And I owned it all day. I told my dad, I only snapped at one of them. Not bad. <laughs> not bad. Even my brother was like, that's not the one that I snapped at. He was gone already. But the other one was like, that's that's not bad. <laughs> that's a pretty good day. You know, the last time we had a family picture taken was like eight years ago. Because I have a lot of siblings. And it's hard to get us all together. And now that we all have, have kids, some of them. My parents' oldest grandchild is in college. And the youngest grandchild is still breastfeeding. So there's a very large range age children that we're trying to all get together. It's very difficult. So, you know, the next time we do this, our kids will have kids. Yep. Ouch. I don't have control over other people. I only have control over myself. And even that we're still exercising and learning how to better control ourselves. Exactly. I'm I'm not a finished product. Maybe there will be a day where you could actually do a family photo with everyone and not snap at anyone. There, there might be, I'd probably be dead, but there (laughs) might be a day and um, some, you know, something to strive for. But the thing is, is you would, you're not, it's, it's not that you're striving to do that to please anyone else. To please myself. There was another way to respond to my brother. There was another way. But your decision to pursue that other way in the future will ha- is it, it needs to come from you and what you want for yourself and how you want to show up in the world, but ex- not to keep other people from being upset with you. Exactly. Exactly. Also, it doesn't really hurt my feelings if someone's upset with me. <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, in this in this case, this is not bothering me one bit. <laughs> um, I love but you so not much. Not that my feelings are never hurt, and you know, or, or that I don't know that I've hurt someone else, but I own my actions, my words, my reactions. Because at the end of the day, when I'm looking at myself in the mirror, I have to be comfortable with who's looking back at me. Yeah. I think to wrap things up here, that going back to your original death, being true to myself always, I think that one thing I would say is, is Stephanie, for me, I've always seen you as a very authentic person. It's just that I've seen you live into a greater understanding of who you really are and how much of what you used to be was made up from other people's expectations in the past or, or the desire to live up to or the feeling like you had to, that it was, it was required of you. It was expect, well, it was expected because it, anyway, mm-hmm. but the, the idea is, you know, well, if, if being all, truly authentic is, is li- all being yourself, you know, true to yourself always, the question is how do you discover who you truly are? So I would start by asking yourself some pretty important questions. Questions that, well, there's one on here that I, I, I really don't ask myself a lot, but, um, <laughs> but the others I do. So asking yourself some pretty important questions. What do I love to do? Not for others, but for myself. What do I love to do for myself? What are some things that, that you have found in this, in this process of discovering yourself? What do you love to do? What do I like, like to do? That, that all of a sudden it's like you now, because you've experienced a level of freedom today that you didn't have eight, nine years ago. So what are some, what are some th- things that you give yourself freedom to do that maybe you wouldn't have allowed yourself to spend as much time doing or pursuing? I would say my- Or num- dreaming about even. My, even not my, currently per- pursuing, but at least dreaming to pursue. My number one thing that I absolutely love to do that I will put off everything to do that I don't feel guilty about doing ever. Well, okay, I, I use that word because I know that a lot of people will relate to it, but um, I don't feel guilty often. And that's for a whole nother show because guilt is not from God, conviction is. And so, but that, that's for a whole nother topic. Okay. Um, I, I read constantly. I love to escape into a story to just put everything else away. Now there is a time to work and there is a time because no one else has ever found an easier way. There's a time to do dishes. There's a time, you know, to, there are times to do things, but when there's not, you will find me hiding in a corner, usually in plain sight, but my my family calls it hiding. And just because she likes the lights out. I do like the lights off. That's that's no lie. Um, but I am I am sitting in the dark, in the quiet, reading. I love to escape into a story, and I have found that the freer I've got, it's it's a more enjoyment enjoyable for me to get that out of books than it is for television. I I don't watch a whole lot of television anymore. There's still several shows that I watch, but it's not as much as it used to be. Um, reading I love to do. Spending time by myself. I know that I am not an extrovert. 
I do not like to be around a lot of people. And I am okay, completely comfortable with taking time to myself to chill out, to recharge, whatever it is that needs to be done, even when I'm in a large group, like when we hosted Free the Dream or times that I have gone to conferences with you. And when I have to be on for long periods of time, I will, I will still find time to go have a deep breath, collect my thoughts, and, and, and get back at it. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't feel bad for needing to take time for myself. Whether it's reading or creating or just being. And so since you've discovered this and you've had the freedom to do it, I've, I notice you do a lot of spending time alone and you do a ton of reading. Um, how, how's your life better? And, and how are, do you find that as a result of learning this about you and being more authentic to yourself in that, that way of caring for yourself, do you find that you're better able to give and contribute to others as a I, result? I believe I am. Because when I am, when I am in a situation um, where I am giving of myself, you're getting my full self. I'm, you know, not mentally somewhere else or I'm not, you know, mentally checking out while I'm standing right in front of you because I've had the time to prepare to be, to being in, in a crowd or, or in a group or, you know, last week I had to you know, fulfill my role that I've taken on as, as choir mom. And so, you know, I was front and center and, and doing all of the things that, that I have committed to do. But I was there and I was in the moment because I had my prep time going in. Right. So I think, I would hope other people would see it or, or would agree with me, but I believe that because I'm able to take those times for myself that I need, you're not as mentally ex exhausted as you once were. Yes. Because I take the time that my mind needs to rejuvenate, to, to be. Right. Now, there is some other questions. And there are. Go through these real quickly okay. here. What have, what have I experienced in life, both good and bad? The thing My list is extensive, as I'm sure everyone's is. And that's the thing is... It, and the the we don't want to be defined by our past we get to choose our identity that that's the interesting thing Absolutely. i believe is that we get to choose who we are and what we want to be but we do need to understand that our past experiences have have caused have us have helped to, mold yeah it, it causes us to have the lens through which we see the world exactly and we could choose to, and, and this is the interesting thing. We talk about this at Free the Dream quite a bit. Uh, Free the Dream, it's, okay, what am I focused on? The, whatever this circumstance mm -hmm. is, whether it's in the present, the past, or maybe even what are we focused on in the future? You know, And then the question is, is okay, what is this thing? And then we get to choose, what does this mean? 
So for example, if it's it's a past circumstance where somebody stole a hundred thousand dollars or I don't know, a thousand dollars from you, the, the question is what does this mean? Well, I'm financially ruined or you know all of the no, or could it mean that, okay, well, wow, I learned that probably trusting somebody like this, maybe I need to have some new distinctions on how I qualify who I trust with finances in this way. And it was a valuable learning experience, one that quite frankly is maybe less expensive than a year at college. And so therefore it's a, it was an educational expense. So, I mean, you can, I mean, it sounds crazy, but we get to define what our past experiences mean. Absolutely. You know, I, I have a part of my past. I was, I was sexually abused as a child. That is a part of my past. And I often use the language. It is a paragraph in a chapter of my story. It is not who I am. It is a piece of who I am. It's what I experienced. And, it, and I what can I choose... I molded things, like I can tell you decisions that I made in my life, in my parenting, and based on that experience, but it never defined who I am. Would you say it never did or it doesn't today? I would say it never did. Okay, good. I, I honestly, I will say that there are things that came out of that that I let define who I was, but not that experience itself. Gotcha. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Okay. Yes. Um, good and bad. You get to choose who you are, what your identity is based on the th- what you're focused on. Yeah. And the thing is, is, is you have a, you have a decision today. There are, there, um, there are some people who have had a bad experience in their life. And if you can imagine that memory is there like a movie. And if that's the movie you watch every single day, that's your reality, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so it's your decision. Is this a movie that I'm going to go to every single day? Am I, am I literally going to go and get a front row seat and a bucket of buttered popcorn every single day and watch this movie over and over again? That's a choice. It is a choice. So... Anyway, but what what have I experienced? And a whole other show would be talking about emotional triggers and and physical triggers and you know and how to break those triggers and and to heal and because I believe that that is possible. Yes. Um. But that's for a whole other show. Yeah. And so the question is, what what have I experienced I in be life? Writing these down. There's a lot of extra show ideas coming. There you up. go. Yeah. So what what have I experienced in the past, and what does it mean? And, and that, so that's an important thing to ask. Uh, the next one is, if I could have anything in life, uh, if I could have whatever I want, what do I want? And I think you just did an episode called Free to Dream. Free to Dream, I, I did. And it was fun. A little bit harder than what I thought. And, and a lot of material things on there. I mean, when I think about what I want for my life, it's not a lot of things. I want to continue to be true to myself. I want to continue to love Jesus. I want to continue to love my husband, my kids, my my parents, my siblings. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, for real, my siblings. Um, you know, I want to I want to continue to be true to myself. I want to love fiercely those around me, and I want to live a life that I want to live a life that that means something 
to me and can touch those around me in the process. Right. Awesome. Yeah. Um, who do you who do you most admire? How can this, do you, can you see how this might, like deciding for yourself, it's like when, when I look up to somebody, how does, can that give us some kind of... Um, I think it can because you can ask, you know, um, what is it that I'm admiring in them? What what do I see in them that... Resonates that with resonates me. Resonates with me. Um, what do I see in them that, that I want to, um, that I want to mirror, that I, you know, want to adopt into myself? And what are they saying that is that is speaking? I mean, because there are so many people in our life that we can admire, whether it's, you know, something you're hearing on a podcast or a person who's physically in your life or um, Cliff looks up to Tony Robbins, who, you know, we've we've seen, but we've never met. And, you know, I, someone that you can admire could be a vast number of people. Yeah. And, and, and for me, as soon as you said Tony Robbins, it's like, so this is a question. It's like, what do I, who do I most admire? I don't, I wouldn't say Tony's the one I most admire, but he's, well, no, so, I wasn't but I know, he, but, yeah, but, but I do admire him. And as soon as you thought, it's like, wow, what do I admire? And, and, and where this question comes into the identity, what do I most admire about Tony Robbins? And it's a, his ability based upon all of his experiences and all the things where he's immersed himself in the study of why human beings do what they do, he's developed a system of being able to ask people questions in such a way that he's not telling people how to change their lives, but he's asking questions that cause people to radically shift their life. Do you need to answer that? Well, yes. Okay, go right ahead. And we're back. We're back. Okay, head answer the door. You put in that new fancy doorbell. I know, and it doesn't ring the doorbell anymore. It doesn't anymore. actually ring the doorbell, but Cliff gets a notification that somebody's at the door. But for but some reason, I didn't even he get- He probably knocked. Uh, oh, nope. It says four minutes ago, somebody's at your door. I just oh. have it on mute. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> so where were, who do you admire? And so you were saying what you admire about Tony. Did you finish that thought? Uh, just his ability to ask questions and, and help people- understand like they're able to come to all kinds of breakthrough revelations like oh my gosh you're right <sighs> and and it's, it's, i just and it love that right. and people's lot they're like set free from things that have been holding them back and they didn't even know what it was until just one question or maybe a series of questions and and i most admire that it's like wow i i look that's that's why i look up and and it's like that's what I feel called to do. And that's what I'm saying. It's like, I'm, and when I think about Dan Miller, there's so many things that Dan had, what do I admire about Dan? It's like, I admire the way that he shows up as a husband. I admire the way that he shows up in people's lives as a, as a, an inspiration to pursue the work they love. And I'm like, it's like, I'm discovering more about who I am and what I feel most called to do in this world through my admiration of other people. Does that make sense? It does. Cool. Absolutely, absolutely. And then the last thing is is to immerse yourself in new experiences. Yeah, because you the thing is is we sometimes have a limited understanding of who we are because we have a limited set of experiences. We've been told, well, this is the way you should live your life. This is the responsible thing. This is what you're able to have. But Man, it's, who knows? Maybe maybe go out and make a goal to learn a couple new skills. 
Um, I, I keep saying I want to learn how to quilt. Who knows? I may, I may be an expert quilter one day. You may. I, I may have an online course all about how to quilt the most amazing quilts. Our youngest child wants to teach herself how to speak Romanian. There you go. Like, you know, you become a world learn traveler. New things. You know, don't be afraid to to try new things. And you may to not have like new experiences. them. You might not. And one thing that I have discovered this idea of of as a parent that if you sign your kid up for a sport or some kind of extracurricular activity and they don't like it and you make them continue to go through it, I understand. Well, maybe you haven't given enough time, but at this at the same time, it's like okay. It's clear this is not you. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, hey, is that wasted money? No. What you just did is invested in learning something that's not your that's true not, identity. Right. And it's okay to, to it, it's not wasted money if you learned from it. Does that make sense? It does. It uh, absolutely does. All right. It's not wasted money if you learn from it. Cool. Well, who was at the door, babe? My dad. And he's here for what? We are going to um, help him with some help stuff. Help him with some stuff on. We have better internet than he does. Awesome. Also, we know how to use it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. My All dad right. knows how to use the internet. That's that wasn't nice. It's, the thing is, is we have higher speed internet than speed their internet, internet connection yeah. with their satellite. So he's here to to process some documents some and documents stuff like that and online and. and, stuff. and yeah. So with that, I'm I'm just the guest here. So you wrap up your show. Thank you, guy. Um. I love all of the things that came out of this show. It, it came out, I think, better than I had imagined. Um, and I am glad that I waited so long to cover what does it mean to be authentic. I hope this answered your question, Andrea, and I hope that you enjoy this episode. Hey guys, it's me. I am popping here in the end of this episode in post-production. I don't know if you could tell there in the episode recording or not, but Stephanie's dad was at the front door. He had called and said, hey, I'm here for the time that we're going to spend together today. They're actually upstairs right now spending that time together. But I know that Stephanie meant to put some sort of message in here about her Free to Thrive Mastermind group. If you guys haven't heard about this, there's an episode a couple uh, episodes back called Free to Thrive, and it is a weekly mastermind group that Stephanie wants to create for women who want to not just survive in life, but to thrive in life. So if you're a woman listening to this podcast and you resonate with the kind of content that Stephanie puts out into the world, and you would love to have the opportunity to do life with Stephanie on a weekly basis and really just live your authentic life. And, and for those of you who are looking to discover what is your true identity, that is exactly what Stephanie's heart is to do. And that's what she wants to help people do through the Free to Thrive Mastermind. Just head over to stephanieravenscraft.com and on her website, just click Free to Thrive Mastermind and you can learn more about it and apply there. Until next time, guys. Live your life with purpose.